233 years ago today, our nation's constitution was signed by all 39 delegates at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia. And today we're learning more about the oldest man to sign the document. Hear how newly discovered diary entries of Benjamin Franklin have revealed his infamous kite experiment to be an early attempt at erotic electrostimulation. From the Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm Leslie Price, and this is The Topical, the only daily news podcast that thinks history can be topical too. And if you agree, then stay with us. Founding father, philosopher, diplomat, and inventor, Benjamin Franklin is indeed one of the greatest minds in living history. The image of Franklin standing soaked in a thunderstorm, flying a kite attached to a metal key, is memorialized in children's books and celebrated as the birth of a new age of technology. And now historians say a newly uncovered diary belonging to Franklin reveals that his iconic kite experiment may have actually been an early attempt at erotic electrostimulation. Here with more is OPR historical correspondent Joyce Everts. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Leslie. Joyce, this new set of writings sounds like quite a discovery. That's right. Scholars at the University of Massachusetts say they verified the authenticity of a set of diaries that Franklin kept from 1750 to 1755. In the diaries, Franklin goes into great detail on a revolutionary theory that lightning is electricity and that it could be trained to flow from the clouds to his erect penis, providing immense pleasure. Here's Professor Douglas Hobbs. Kingsters in Franklin's time had a rudimentary understanding of static electricity. They knew, for instance, if they shuffled along the floor in their socks that touching their dickhead or clit onto a doorknob while masturbating could make their orgasms more intense. But Franklin actually took the concept a step further. Allow me to read this diary entry dated May 10th, 1752. <clears throat> I had for some time, in my hornier moments, supposed that electricity flows around us like an invisible river, and that this movement of energy could be applied to a man's turgid member, resulting in a climax so powerful, his brain drowns in a bliss like none has ever experienced. Mm, fascinating. Yes, Franklin wrote that just hours before his famous kite experiment. According to experts, the deviant founding father built a large kite, fastened a key to the string, and then secured the entire apparatus to the tip of his erection before walking out into a storm to test his hypothesis. Here's Professor Hobbs again. These diary entries add so much insight into this discovery. We've always known that when lightning struck the kite, Franklin felt a shock. But reading his account of the moment really paints a fuller picture. <clears throat> In that instant, the string felt quite hot, singeing my curly thatch of pubic hair. But simultaneously, the key, now containing the bolt's energy, tapped my cock and balls. I promptly fell to the ground in ecstasy, my semen rushing out so forcefully it splashed all across my chest and chin. Incredible. He truly was the father of invention. He was. The experiment proved electroerotic stimulation was possible, and very soon using electricity to come was all the rage among the upper classes. Franklin spent several more decades experimenting and writing about shocking his genitals, nipples, even his asshole. These diaries certainly deepen our understanding of Benjamin Franklin. Do they contain new information on other parts of his life? They do. The Benjamin Franklin Historical Society has possession of the diaries, and they say that this discovery is just 
just the tip of the iceberg. There's entries regarding his stint as a sex ambassador to the French kink community, drawings on using the glass harmonica to crush testicles. They've even been able to attribute several common phrases to Franklin. Ooh, like what? Two in the pink, one in the stink. Hurtin' for a squirtin', poontang. Oh, I say those all the time. Yes, these everyday idioms are sprinkled all throughout Franklin's private writings. He was quite the wordsmith. Just goes to show how prolific he truly was. Will there be a way for those who are interested to read the newly discovered writings for themselves? While the diaries won't be on display anytime soon, the Historical Society website has an online interactive diary that users can listen to, along with an animation of Franklin attempting to secure the kite string to his fat chode, which evidence suggests was indeed a full-on can of tuna. Wow, this job lets me learn something new every day. Thank you, Joyce. For more information on the history of electrocuting yourself into orgasmic ecstasy, you can visit our website. Back in a moment. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Believe it or not, Ben Franklin's nut isn't the only news that busted today. Here's what else you need to know. Restrictions on in-person learning for schools across the country may be in effect for the better part of the rest of the year, but there is good news for some students today. Public health experts believe it should now be safe enough to reopen those weird little private schools where they have class in a barn. CDC Director Robert Redfield echoed these sentiments, telling reporters today that he's confident a largely outdoor curriculum consisting of digging in a community garden and dancing around a maypole presented a low likelihood of transmission. Redfield did note, however, that these little freak show schools should still avoid higher-risk activities, such as gathering together in a guitar circle to sing a medley of Simon and Garfunkel songs until next semester at the earliest. And a startling new report out today shows just how close to the edge so many of us are living, revealing that most Americans are just one emergency away from a best-selling memoir. Just another reason why we all need to stick together and help each other out, because we sure as hell don't need any more of those. And finally, if you're having trouble deciding how best to burden your loved ones once you've passed on, you may want to consider this popular new alternative to a traditional gravesite. It's a new eco-friendly burial process that plants the deceased person in the ground feet first and positions their arms like tree branches. Hmm, Sounds like a very environmentally conscious way to dispose of yourself and a great way for your friends and family to come pay their respects. I just may have to reconsider my final wish of having four separate commercial airliners tied to each one of my arms and legs than having them simultaneously take off until my corpse is ripped apart in midair. But we'll see. And that'll do it for The Topical today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can like and subscribe to The Topical wherever you get your podcast. And if you didn't enjoy it, then you might want to start thinking about lowering your standards. And don't forget to tune in to tomorrow's episode where we'll sit down for a frank discussion on race between a well-respected black historian and a white guy who really doesn't see the point in discussing it. Should be a constructive conversation. We'll see you tomorrow.